0: Our scripture this afternoon comes from the book of Job, Job chapter 42, and I'm going to read 6, 1 through 6, and then 10. Job chapter 42, 1 through 6, and then verse 10. It says, Job answered God, I'm convinced you can do anything and everything, nothing No one can upset your plans. You ask, who is muddying the water, ignorantly confusing the issue, second-guessing my purpose? I admit I was the one. I babbled on about things far beyond me, made small talk about wonders way over my head. You told me, listen, and and let me do the speaking. You said, let me, you, you told me that you let me ask questions and give answers. I admit I once lived by rumors of you. Now I have all firsthand from my own eyes heard and know you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'll never do it again. I promise. I'll never again live on crust of her- heresy and crumbs of rumors. And then verse 10, after Job had interceded for his friends, God restored his fortune and then doubled it. God's word for the people of God. Thanks be to God today. My, my uh, title today, God Knows Your Name. God Knows Your Name. Today, our country and our world is in a place where it's being forced to recognize and acknowledge the importance and significance of a person's life. And specifically in this moment, the lives of black and brown people, black men and black boys and black girls and black women. The lives of African Americans whose lives have not been thought of or valued or considered significant or important. Well, just six years ago in 2013, the the movement, the hashtag Black Lives Matter, which first started out saying Black Lives Matter too, was birthed. It was birthed after the acquittal of George Zimmerman who shot and killed Trayvon Martin, a unarmed teenage boy walking home from the store wearing a hoodie, carrying Arizona iced tea and a bag of Skittles in February of 2012. See, this word matter has challenged white people. It has challenged this country, It has challenged us all to dig deep in our souls and to ask ourselves, who really matters? Who is really important and whose life is really significant? Well, according to Google, the definition of matter, the noun, not the verb, says it's a physical substance which occupies space. And possesses rest mass. It's anything, any substance or material for which objects are made. Well, according to God, the God who has made all things and has made all of us and who took something out of nothing and created matter, amen, who made every physical person on this earth to be able to occupy space, On this earth matters. See, we're all significant to God. We are all important in God's eyes, and we are all somebody, and we all matter. See, God says that you matter today, despite this racist society and the system we live in. God says that you matter to Him, and that He hears you, and He recognizes you. God knows you and knows your name. See, God knows the number of hairs on your head. And for some of y'all who don't have hair anymore, he remembers the number of hairs that were on your head before. See, God took time to knit each one of us together in our mother's womb. You are significant to him, and you are important to him, and you matter to God today. See, the one who started it all, y'all, the one that laid the earth's foundation knows your name. The one who marked the earth's dimension, who laid the earth's cornerstone knows your name. God cares about you today and is concerned and hears your cries today, and he is working behind the scenes for you and has not forgotten you. Well, all of us at some point in our lives, some of us more than others, specifically those who have been marginalized and continue to be, worry about if we are being heard, worry if we are being seen, worry if we're even important. We worry if we're thought of and cared about and understood. See, we've all had to deal with the burden of our own significance. Well, our scriptures today come from the book of Job. See, this biblical story of Job historically has dealt with the question of God's sovereignty and faith when the righteous suffer. However, intertwined within this story is the theme of worry and unbelief and trying to make sense and understand what God is doing in the midst of struggle and in the midst of chaos and loss. See, in Job chapter 42, we find Job speaking to the Lord. See, he's replying back to God after God took about four four, uh, chapters in that book to tell Job who he really was and to tell Job the power that he possesses and that no one can fully understand him. See, as we get to chapter 42, Job got to the point of understanding. He got to the point of understanding after he had suffered much loss and questioned God that the Lord knows all and can do all and can do anything. See, he's pretty much repenting for his unbelief. He's repenting for his worry and he's repenting for totally second-guessing God. He's repenting for not listening to God and listening to his friends and taking matters into his own hands and believing rumors about God and what his friends think about God. He, he's confessing and he's repenting. See, I believe Job recognized how significant he was to God in this text he realized he didn't know the Lord like he thought he did. See, Job got to a point in this chapter in his relationship with the Lord that he had never experienced before. He got to another level with the Lord in their relationship. See, Job was humbled, y'all, in this chapter And he was humbled that the Lord would take time to listen to him and take time to to hear about his suffering and in his situation. See, the Lord of the universe was talking back to him. And he realized that he mattered to God and that God knows all and can do all. But he was also humbled that the Lord is beyond his understanding, and that we can't always figure out what God is doing, but we have to just trust what God is doing. And sometimes we just will never understand, and we have to be okay with our limited knowledge. At the beginning of the chapter in 42, after Job is humbled, he's humbled in this point, at this point, Job said in his reply, in his repenting to the Lord in verse 1, I'm convinced you can do anything and everything. Nothing and no one can upset your plans, Lord. You asked who is muddying the water and ignorantly confusing the issue and second-guessing my purpose. (laughs) I admit I was the one. I babbled on about things way beyond me and way beyond my head, and and small talk about wonders way over what I could even fathom. See, I believe when we allow worry, y'all, and anxiety and stress and chaos that's going around all around us to take over our minds, to take over our spirits, to take over our lives, we start allowing that stuff to infiltrate our souls, and we try to make sense of stuff by, by We st- try to make sense of things in our own finite minds, second-guessing God, second-guessing his plans, thinking God was wrong, thinking he made a mistake, or believing we all have the answers, or thinking with the attitude, I can figure this thing out all by myself. But really, we don't know nothing. Amen? See, we are just confusing the issue. We are just creating more chaos and more confusion and more worry and more stress in our lives. See y'all 2020 has been a job like year for all of us. Amen. And we are only in month number six, my God, so much chaos, so much worry, so much anxiety, so much confusion. I mean, we started off with our country dealing with impeachment hearings because of corrupt leadership from the beginning. I mean, geez, Kobe died along with his daughter. COVID-19 started spreading all over this world, and so many people started dying at the same time. We got shutdowns. We got layoffs. We got sheltering in place. We got cabin fever. We got gloves and masks. And continued racial issues that continue to be uncovered in America. Continuous killing of unarmed black people for $20. And on top of it all, we have a divided, divisive uh, country, divisive language and selfish, self-centered leadership coming from the top. No wonder we all going crazy and we're all worried and we all stressed out. But I believe that the lesson that Job is trying to tell us in this moment is that none of this took God by surprise. And this was part of his plan. See, we think we can make sense of it all, but we can't. Babbling, as he said, babbling just to be talking for no reason about things that are over our head. See, we got so many people just talking all the time, so many opinions all the time, and nobody knows nothing. See, we just need to know and trust that God can do all and anything and is in control, and his reasoning is beyond what we can understand. And that we need to not worry and be so anxious and so antsy and so stressed out trying to figure out everything, but we are to just humble ourselves before God. We are to pray and seek his face. We are to ask for peace in this storm, knowing that without a doubt that God knows all. God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing with you and your situation. And God sees all, knows all, and is already in front of it all and already behind it all. Y'all gotta know that our own worry, our own worry creates so much stress for no reason at all. See, some of us like to worry. Some of us like to sit and worry and then worry other people. Come on, somebody. We gotta have the Lord help us set us free. See, I'm speaking to myself too in this sermon. We were not created to be war, 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 war worry, warts and to be all stressed out all the time. See, Jesus tells us in John 14, 27, that we have peace, y'all, if we want it. He said, peace I leave with you, and peace I give you. See, it's ours, and it's available to us if you desire it. And then Jesus also reminded us about worry in Matthew chapter 6. He said, don't worry about life and what you're going to eat and drink and wear all the time. Look at the birds in the air. They don't sow and weep, reap and store away in barns. Yet their heavenly father feeds them pretty much every day. Aren't you even more valuable to, to him than that? Can, you, can your worries add a single moment to your life? And don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. Y'all, we got to get our worry in check and trust that God knows our needs. So back to Job. See, the Lord knew Job from the beginning. He knew his name. And at the beginning of the book of Job in chapter 2, way in the beginning when all this was going on, when the Lord made a deal with Satan regarding Job, he says, have you considered my servant Job? And I asked the question, consider him for what? And I believe that God is saying for the purpose and the plan that I have for the two of us together. Yeah, God has plans for each of us with Him. Now, this isn't the way that we will always want to think of how God cares for us or shows us He is, is uh, recognizing us or how significant we are to Him. But regardless of how God chooses to show that He cares, this is the way the Lord has decided to do it. And that's what it's gonna be. See, sometimes God's ways of helping us is not always the way that we want it to happen. We've all been there, y'all. We've all had this situation questioning God. Did God make a mistake? Is this really God doing this? Mm. Well, I'm reminded in Isaiah 55, and it tells us, "For "'My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways,' declares the Lord." As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts, your thoughts. See, we may not understand why God sometimes has to take us from hell and back or understand why he has chosen this particular path and this plan for us and this situation, this crisis, and this suffering for us to experience. But we have to remember that Romans eight twenty-eight reminds us for all things work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. And we have to remember Proverbs three, five, and seven that says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and don't lean on your understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. See, it it may not have been it it may not be your way or what you want it to be, or how you think it should go. But see, God is doing it his way, and God's way is always the best way. See, it took this experience of suffering from from Job to recognize that he was important to God, and that his life mattered, and that God had a plan for their relationship. Sometimes God has to do it his way in order for us to see how much he, we matter to him. See, this experience deepened Job and God's connection, and it strengthened their intimacy. In chapter 42, verse 5, we see as he's continuing to repent in this statement. He says, my ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. See, Job feared God. But this situation made Job trust God and trust God more than he had ever done before. He, it made him grow closer to God. And see, I think that's what God is doing in this moment with all of us. Do you want to get closer to God? Some of us have prayed to get closer to God. Well, we can't decide how God chooses to get us closer to him. So will you trust God when you are suffering? Will you trust God that God is doing something significant even when you think he's forgotten you? Will you trust that God knows your name and has known your name from the beginning and has a plan for the two of you together? (laughs) It may not always look like the way that you desire it to be or think the circumstances are desirable, but God knows what God is doing, and God doesn't need our permission to do what God needs to do. It doesn't always feel good, y'all, but who God is and what God can do is beyond our feelings at the moment. So whatever situation is worrying you, whatever suffering is taking place in your lives and in this country, it may take us going through all of this to recognize the power of God and to be certain that he cares for all of us and to believe that we matter to him and to be convinced that God has our backs and is taking care of the situation and that the evil that exists right now, he is taking care of it even when we can't see it. See, the scripture tells us that my God will fight all my battles He's reminding us, y'all, today that Exodus fourteen four 4 says, says, the Lord himself will fight for you, so just be still. See, God is calling us, yes, to do what we need to do for this struggle. Yes, but he's calling us to also be calm and trust that he's handling things behind the scene, too. In the end, Job what Job went through and what God allowed into his life with this experience, this, this suffering, this journey of worry, Job came to a point, y'all, of humility. He came to a point of understanding and repentance towards God. And I believe that he also gained some peace in the midst of his suffering. Well, I believe that that is what the Lord is desiring from us today, to humble ourselves, to gain understanding about his ways and that we can't always make sense of everything that God is doing, but we are to distrust him and not our own understanding. We are to lean on God and draw near to God for, draw near to God for that peace that surpasses all understanding. We are to just let God be God and be still and know that he is God. Because, y'all, in the end, just as he did for Job in the end of this story, he will do for us. There will be a day of restoration. There will be a day of newness. And there will be more blessings to come. And for every believer that's hearing my voice, we all have a promise from God that our sufferings one day will Come to an end. But in the meantime, remember you matter and remember God knows your name. Let us pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your concern. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you that you know us. Thank you for answering our prayers. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you for hearing our cries. And we even thank you for our struggles and our suffering and the things that we go through because we know your presence is with us despite. God, we pray, God, for anybody that is worrying right now, God, Father, that they will lean on you. They will seek you for that peace, God, and they will continue to trust you even when they don't understand. God, we just give you thanks today. And we know, God, you are hearing us, that you are moving behind the scenes, and you are healing this land. God, we got to trust your timing and trust what you're doing. So, God, help us be still. Help us be still and know that you are God. We thank you, God, this day. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. If there's anybody today that needs a word from the Lord, that needs prayer, that needs somebody to listen to them. This church, you can email, you can call, you can seek somebody out to talk to you. We're all going through stuff. We're all going through a lot right now. But God has sent you a place where you can come and and speak what you need and to get prayer and to find salvation. So know that this church is open and that someone will give you a call and can uh, reach out to you if you are feeling that you are in need of God today. We thank you. We thank you for worshiping with us, and we pray that you have a peaceful and great week. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining us.